Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time. They like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The four for twenty-six tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports, on, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We've got Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, we're going to have B. Austin with us in just a few minutes. Um, y'all know what it is, man. The, the, as we said last week, the 2021 NFL Draft is behind us, but we're going to hit up uh, Fred Perdue in a couple of minutes, he's going to give us his way too early top 10 NFL draft picks for next year. And, of course, we're going to discuss this NBA playoff picture, man, because it's, it's starting to come together. So sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. The war room is starting right now. But, of course, you know, just like every week, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number as usual is 323-410-0012. So, Jim, what up, man? You, you, you got all your trash bags full of unleaded? <laughs> or, or no? Man, listen, man. I'm still, I'm still quarantined. I'm still stuck in 2020, so I ain't going nowhere. So, <laughs> you got no reason to get no gas. I'm, I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, man. I'm still, I'm still on uh, my 2020 wave, man. I mean, Y'all this is America, me. though. I'm, I'm pretty sure 95% of the people who rushed out to get gas ain't had no reason to get gas, except for the fact that somebody this told them true, they needed man. gas. So, you know, this is true. Um, this is where we live it, at, bro. You know, like with me, I hate getting caught up in this type of stuff when, like, I really need something, but then it looked like I'm one of the people that's out there panicking. Like, <laughs> like we, yeah. one of the vehicles, like we really had to get gas yesterday, but you know, everybody else out there and there's cones in front of all the gas tanks because half of them empty, and it's the same way. It seems like every time there's like a a hurricane scare and everybody in the store grabbing all their milk and toilet paper. It seemed like I always, like we had planned to go to the store that day anyway. And then we got to run yeah. into all the crazies out there, man. But yeah, it, it's wild time. <laughs> it was, it was, it was definitely weird. Um, and that's what I'm figuring. Like a lot of people I know are still working from home. So I'm like, so I'm like y'all really need all this gas or, or no? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't that's know. what it is, man. Folks out here be panicking. I get it, though. And the funny thing is, 2020 probably made it worse. Yeah, but 2020 oh, yeah. probably made it worse. Cause now, like, you know, now they like, shit, shit real. Yeah, you're not taking, nobody taking chances on, on anything. So, you know, you say we're yeah, using no, gas, no, we're going to get some gas. like, yo, <laughs> if you say anything can happen, we were shown that, yo, yeah. in fact, guess what? Anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, I've never been one to, to judge everybody. I mean, it's, it's you get a chuckle out of certain things but hey 
I mean, I'm I'm not mad at the better safe than sorry, you know, component of it all. You know, people like to laugh at people when when I mean, I don't understand certain things. Like they say a hurricane is coming, I really don't understand why you need toilet paper. Like do it give you bubble guts? Especially if your crib blow yeah, down, like toilet paper going to be toilet all over the place. Like <laughs> no matter what's going on, folks grab toilet paper. Now. I don't know, like right. that became a thing, but that's lit. And milk, though, like why why would you grab something that will go sour? Like if you lose electricity, milk ain't the thing. It ain't the it ain't the move. So certain things I don't understand, but but you know other things you stocking up on some some grub that you can get to if you have a disaster. Like oh, I understand that, and, you know you should kind of have that in yeah. place anyway. But a lot of people wait to the last minute, but. I don't know, man. These pictures of people like filling up trash bags with with gasoline. You also wonder the education level of a lot of. It's not even education, man. You just wonder the common sense level of a whole lot of people out here, man. Like y'all no, really putting. Not thinking at all. They <laughs> actually not thinking. Yeah, definitely. Nobody thinking. We live in a country where we live in a country where when you do think, it's kind of criticized now. I mean, it's, it's kind of <laughs> hip to be stupid. Anti-intellectualism is a thing. It definitely, definitely is. And it's like all, all, all nerds run basketball now. So it's like a nerd took and that, sports, and and the dummies took over. It's like a switch. We don't have dumb jocks no more. Now we got smart jocks and dumb politicians. Right. And and what you just said that that might be another factor in that discussion that we keep having lately. When I say I think people are dumber, I think you're on to something with what you just said. I think it's cooler to be dumb now. So maybe, you know, maybe people. We're always equally dumb, but you didn't go out of your way to show how stupid you oh, are no. right now. It seems like folks people just don't care. People. Yeah, people people don't folks care now. People. Everybody, everybody this, Hillary this Banks with, with George and they w. like it. George, George W. started this way years ago. He used to walk around and talk about the fact that he was a terrible student and he wasn't that smart. Like, he bragged about being not that smart. And, and he showed you that if the president can be stupid, then damn, anybody. And, I, I mean, just as a kid, you just think. It's just automatically ingrained, at least it was when we were coming up. It, I always thought the president, you know, whether you liked him or not, had to be one of the smartest people on earth. And then, you know, you oh, grow absolutely. up and you realize, like, oh, that ain't true. Man, <laughs> I, used to, I used to, like, put people – listen, I used to put people in certain positions of power. I used to always put them on a pedestal in terms of my thoughts about their intelligence until you get older. Right. And you, you get older and you're like, like yo, somebody's folks, like, way smarter than you. you start having friends, like – like you start having friends that like, you know, I got friends like school superintendent, and I'm like, yo, you was in college like smoking grass, and you weren't even that smart. Like you start to see that. <laughs> and the words of Christopher Wallace, man, N words bleed just like us. Like, mm-hmm. yo, folks ain't really that smart out here, bro. Like I'm sitting in the room with like council people, and and I'm like, yo, like you don't even like, know how really? anything works. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, like, like, you know, do you know how you got elected? How that works. Yo, it's part of growing when you realize that, yo, these people are human. Like, no one's yeah. as smart as we think they are. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think you you hit the, the nail on the head, though. Once we got to, to W, all bets was off, man. All bets was off. And then, and, and then, right. and then like, you know, 45 took it somewhere else. 45 oh, like, yeah. took it to, he, you know, to the next level. He took it, like, because he, he, he's a mixture of stupidity and, like, he'll just double down on anything. And it's like, yeah. Like stupidity and stubbornness mixed. Yo, my man said, yo, he'll just he lie and just be like, "Wasn't me." After he just said it to you, like, man, his his organization started telling people that that's alternative facts. 
<laughs> and, and that's and that's the like ingrained in pop that. culture now. Like, yo, fake news. Yeah. That term is like ingrained in pop culture now because of dude. Yo, it's crazy. It's definitely crazy. All right, man. But before we get started, we're gonna get uh, Fred Purdue on the line real quick. Uh, we just gotta remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, we just you know. During the week, anytime we're not live, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. There's never an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room, the Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Podcast, uh, the Broad Street Line, John Appetit, if you guys like to eat, on the couch with the Wilsons, there's never an excuse to miss an episode, so make sure you don't. So let's get into these hot topics brought to you by my bookie. War Room family, you know what it is. It's time for you to make some bread sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, you know that NFL schedule is just released, so you know you got a whole slate of games to bet on now. But you can lay down some dough on all the biggest games in sports, including those NFL games, by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win, you get paid, you get your money fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now. MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. It's as simple as that. And, yeah, while we uh, wait for Fred Purdue to get up on the line, we'll just go into some stuff that we wanted to talk about. All right, so like I just mentioned, uh, Jim, that NFL schedule is out. You know how sports fans, especially NFL fans, make way too big of a deal out of things like this. Um, But, you know, for for the past 10, 11 years, it's been our duty to play along. So, you know, looking at... The excitement from yesterday from all the sports fans. Anything stand out to you as far as this schedule is concerned? I mean, because you know this is the first year with the 17-game slate, so we're going to see how that ends up playing out. Um, but do you have any thoughts on it? No, nah, man, it's way too early. Like, I saw people making Super Bowl predictions based upon the schedule coming out, and I'm like, yo, I yo. hate all y'all. Like, yeah. Yo, yo. They, you know, I know they, you they do that. Side, though, but you know, sports fans, bro, like yo, I hate y'all. <laughs> I'm, on sport, I'm on a sports show. I'm on a sports show saying that. Y'all hey. know, no, man, like y'all take the stupidity thing to the next level, man. Like y'all, y'all, and I get it because we love to debate, we love to argue, but I really do believe. And, and again, I'm going way off topic, but I do believe that when we started with like PTI and like around the horn, like that that started the ruinization of sports. Yeah, because, because, I mean, you know, that's what people it think it else. is. I mean, plus, like, like I always said, a lot of those type of shows, as entertaining as it is, as it is that's that's what it basically was about, entertainment, because I, I maintain to this day that I think half those dudes don't really believe in half the stuff they argue for, for. but if you got somebody else on the show and they're taking one position and you have to take the other one, otherwise the show's not entertaining that's what they do exactly it's not a natural so thing that. like we get to arguing this is 100 natural i'm not like oh i'm gonna say something different because jimmy said this 
<laughs> yeah. No, it's here's organic. the thing. I think that it's going to be an amazing, it's going to be an amazing documentary in, in uh, several years from now. That's going to do what I just did. Like it's going to tie that to the change in sports and the sports culture, sports climate, like with the rise of Twitter. But we just go on and argue about anything. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, so um, back to the I guess topic, some of the ask me about. Yeah, I mean, saying, some like, of the highlights. Yeah. No, I was saying, with that being said, Cats went too far with the, uh, the schedule, making predictions on division winners, Super Bowl winners, MVPs. Like, man, I get oh, it. It's man. all in fun, but y'all be going too far. Man, Nate, but it's always been every year thing, because usually when the schedule comes out, um, you know, years past, I'm probably in a car listening to a sports show, and you know, they really go down the schedule. Like the first day it comes out, which is which I think it used to be in April, as a matter of fact. I think it's a little later this year because of the whole, you know, pandemic thing. Yo, mm-hmm. these shows used to go down the schedule game by game in April. <laughs> Having no clue who's going to make the team. Um, all kinds of nonsense. And going game by game, coming up with a record. And, and I'm pretty sure, you know, that's what you they, they did this yesterday. But, hey, let the people have their fun, man. You got things. You got highlights. Um, the season will begin with the Dallas Cowboys facing the reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, that game is on a Thursday night. That's Thursday, September 9th. Um, we'll be on the air prior to that, like we always are. Uh, week one also has meetings of – quote-unquote, ASC powerhouses, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Cleveland Browns. After one year of making the playoffs, they're considered a powerhouse now. Uh, You got the New Orleans Saints beginning their post-Drew Brees era uh, against the Green Bay Packers, who could very well be in their post-Aaron Rodgers era. So we're not too sure about that. Um, Yeah. And then the first Monday night slate is going to be the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. I got to get used to saying that, the whole Las Vegas Raiders. I, yeah, I still, yeah, I still haven't got used to saying that. I don't know if I ever will. Yeah, of course you got the Jags in London again this I season. Mean, I, think, again, I think that's I like still, London's home probably, team now. London probably like, like how are you going to give us the Jags? They oh, yeah. They still think Diego yeah. charges to me, so, you know. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, other stuff, you know, you're going to have the return of Dak Prescott. Um, we're going to see how some of these rookies that, that they got drafted in the draft, if they're playing that early, we'll see how, how that stuff goes. But speaking of, um, we got Fred Purdue on the line now. So we're going to talk to him about some people who might be playing next season. Wait, do we have Fred on the line? I'm not completely sure about that. That okay. I don't know. Fred might have botched his his uh his appearance <laughs> this week because I don't see Fred on the phone line. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Fred. I, I hope you're safe. He might be stuck at a gas station or something. One of them lines. Uh, either way, <laughs> um, more NFL news, man. Your man Tebow, Tim Tebow, aka Tebus Christ has signed a one-year contract with the aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars. And it has the whole sports world, I'm not going to say the whole sports world, it has the black sports world up in arms. And you know why? Because everybody who gets a shot at the NFL, especially after some kind of hiatus, 
gets compared to Colin Kaepernick and why he's not on the football field, why he's not signed to a team and all that kind of stuff. Either way, after a six-year high, a three-year hiatus, <laughs> is, was it, is it six or three? How long has this boy ain't been in the league? Yeah, I don't even know, uh, but I want to know how long this lasts. Is it going to be 10 years from now? They still going to be like, man, Kaepernick's still out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Cap Cap gonna be like fifty six years old, and people still definitely gonna be saying that. Um, so yeah, the last time um, Tebow actually played in an NFL game um, appeared, he it was twenty twelve when he was a member of the New York Jets. Um, as we remember, the Broncos drafted him in twenty ten with their first round pick. Um, we know how that ended up going. They had to promptly go out and get Peyton Manning because Tebow wasn't the one. Um, after he was released and uh, picked up by the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles but never made it past the preseason with those teams, uh, he made a stop at baseball. and <laughs> he, he tried his luck as an MLB player. He was signed by the Mets in 2016. He spent the next four seasons in the minor league. He made it as far as AAA before deciding to retire this year in 2021. So now we know his former college coach, Urban Meyer, is the head coach with the Jacksonville Jags. He asked him for a tryout. He was given that. He's going to be trying to make the roster as a tight end, not a quarterback. You think he has a chance? And does this offend you, Jimmy, as a black man? with Colin Kaepernick still out there, even though I don't think Colin Kaepernick has had any interest in playing football over the last three seasons, even with that little workout thing he did. I think he was just going through the motions just to make people, you know, still talk like this every I other don't, day. Well, first <laughs> off, I'm, listen, man, like what happened to Kaepernick like, was unfortunate. I mean, but at this point, like, most of y'all not willing to walk away from the game, so what we complaining about? Like, you know, y'all ain't willing, willing to do that, so we can't, like, sit here and still support and then at the same time be, you know, talking that talk. Like, right. you know, when are we going to stop begging, begging for a gig? That's one. For two, this is this is all publicity. My man ain't going to make the squad. Like, FOH people, like, just go same away. Same thing like, I was thinking. The only thing people yeah, try right. to back me off that stance, Jim, by saying, well, you know, Urban Meyer, look at dude like a son. So, you know, he might make the right, but at the same time, the Jags are already Coach. sort of a clown show. So I don't think they want to go even farther down that rabbit hole. I think right now, because Tebow is a megastar in that area because of what he did at college, the fact that Urban Meyer is his coach, I think the extent of the favor will be to invite him to training camp. I, I, I don't think he has a chance of making the squad. I do, however, think when they cut him, it's not out of the, the the realm of possibility that he might end up on the coaching staff somehow. But, hey, I'm with you, Jim. I, like, I don't think there's a, a chance in hell that he makes this roster. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, But what people are saying, even when you tell them that, even if they don't fully disagree, the the pushback I got on that is, well, He's getting the opportunity. Kaepernick ain't even getting the opportunity, and he's taking the place of somebody who could have been in there in camp trying to make the team. Whoever that was would have probably got cut too. But um, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, this doesn't make me angry. It's it's entertaining for me because you know you get to see Tebow go out there and, and probably make a fool of himself. 
You get to see Urban Meyer make a fool out of himself for for inviting the dude. The Jags continue to be a clown show, and you get to see the fans complain. So, you know, I just sit back and laugh at it all. <laughs> yeah, this is, well, this, is, this is a publicity stunt. That's all this is. Yes, it is. <laughs> for for Like I said, one of the most popular people in that area. He's going to bring some interest to the situation, and then he'll be gone. So, yeah, it, it, it's much ado about nothing around these parts. Um, DK Metcalf. And I wish B was was here to talk about this because, you know, he has a track background, so I know he he loves to talk track and field. But DK Metcalf um, has been all over sports news for this past week because uh, he showed up to race in the USA track and field Golden Games on Sunday afternoon to race in the 100 meters. Um, He came in dead last, um, but he did. I mean, if you watched it, he held his own. He came in dead last, but he finished um, with a 10.3 seconds. Uh, didn't come dead last in, in, within all the competitors. He came in 15th out of 18 competitors. He just finished dead last in his particular uh, heat, and he only finished um, 0.41 seconds behind the eventual winner, who is Craven Gillespie. So this is the question that I want to ask you, Jim, because this has been the debate, um, depending on perspective of who's been talking about this the past week. Did Metcalf embarrass himself and kind of make, you know, look bad on football players um, who think they can just jump up in the track and field world because they're fast? Or did he give fast football players hope that they could jump that, into stuff like this and hold their own. I think it's a matter of perspective because I've seen both sides of the coin. I think he gave them hope. That's the way I look at it because my thing is, like, it's a whole different sport. So you got to, like, give him, give him, like, credit for even, you know, testing testing his skill set. So I don't right. think it's a bad thing at all. You know I mean? Like, you jump in a whole different sport. It's like... He ran... He ran a 10-3 with like minimal training with like two or three months of training against guys who do this full time for a living. living. I don't think he embarrassed himself at all, but, um, you know, because of this show in the past 10 years, I've just been an an observer an innocent bystander in a lot of different sports groups just to kind of see what the public is talking about. So I'm in this track and field group. Um, shout out to to the homie Kai Adderley who originally put me in it some years back. Yo, how um, are you in a track and field group? So, yo, I've I've never I've never typed a comment in it, but when things come up, you know, I, you know, I always wanted to know what was going on, be able to know what I'm talking about. So, I'm you know, certain people in track and field they're offended by this, so they're yeah, this is you know these football guys think they can come in here and do this. This is, but. To my surprise, a lot of these other track and field people would come back at these people like, oh, man, you just hating, blah, blah, blah. And um, I think he did pretty well. And they, they brought up the fact, like I just did, that, you know, he trained for like two or three months to do this just because, you know, from a Twitter conversation, inviting him to do it versus a bunch of people who do this for a living. And he still did not come in dead last as far as all of the competition in the 100 meters that day. He came dead last in his heat. But 
you know, it's not like they left him in the dust. So, I mean, think about, like, if a Tyreek Hill wanted to do this or just, or just any of the super fast dudes in the NFL and actually took maybe a whole offseason to train um, and, and, and took it real seriously. I, I think he really gave them hope, not to mention that this dude is, what, 6'4", 230 pounds? <laughs> dudes aren't that big on the, on, on the track. And he still held his own with them. So, yeah, I, I most certainly think um, he gave these dudes hope, man. Um, so, yeah, I was trying to stall for B. Austin. Oh, B. Austin is here. So, B, what's your thoughts on this whole DK Metcalf thing? Do you think he embarrassed himself and football players thinking they could jump into something that they they clearly aren't ready for? Or do you think he gave um, hope? To, to fast players. I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna break it down in three, three perspectives, or three veins of thinking, and all three make him motherfucking amazing. First of <laughs> all, he's six three and two hundred and thirty five pounds. So the hyperbole of the joke in this you is you know, when, they the extra angle, pounds. <laughs> when they when they when they when he lined up. And he lined up to, to get in his blocks, right? So, you know, track athletes, they look muscle. They yoked up or whatever. My man looked like all My of their dads. Like <laughs> everybody, everybody next to him yeah, was his son. Their, their yokeness be like a, a lean cut up. A lean, 180. One, if you're 210, if you're 210, you a big, you a big bull. Like, that's, that's right. big. Yo, he's 235. He's 6'3 and 235. And he ran a 10-3-6 with six weeks of training. What that means is if he dropped, first of all, he's too, the heaviest, the next heaviest in the field to him was 1-8, which means if he yeah. drops 35 pounds, he's, he he's, a, legit track, he's a legit track <laughs> athlete. Like drop 35 pounds and you would seriously be in the conversation. Then look at his technique. While his technique wasn't terrible, it looked it looked pretty good. In his drive phase, he stood up. First of all, you run 100 meters, you should be leaning over forward for at least 15, if not 20 meters. He stood up and ran. So his technique is is compared to professionals is trash. So you stood up and ran a 10:36. Like yeah. only person that can do that is Usain Bolt. <laughs> Usain Bolt is like, yeah, I don't really. You're the only one that get away with that. I'm originally, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm originally African. Like, I don't really. But other than that, you have to have technique, and his technique wasn't terrible for a football player, but for a professional who runs for a living, his technique is kind of trash. So to have bad technique and run that fast, yo, he's a testament to life. The other thing is when you look at the last seventy meters. <laughs> the last 70 meters of that race, he starts to decelerate before all of them. So what that really means is, again, you go back to the weight. If he's lighter and he can hold that speed longer, yo, dude would be legit. Like, he, he, did, he did his mama proud. He did the NFL proud, big men everywhere proud. My man is, like, literally 30 pounds lighter than me running a 10 to and, – and I – can't run a twelve three seven. Like, come on, man. Yo, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. That was that was really amazing. That's a testament to his athleticism. Like, dude, dude could legit quit football, drop thirty pounds, and challenge for the Olympics. Like, that's crazy. 
Yeah, that's and, and that's where I am at. I, I, I didn't think he embarrassed anybody. Like, it's the most hardcore track and field purist who never liked what he was doing in the first place who who aren't going to give him his props on this. Look, look, um, look, and did none of them <laughs> run a 10-3-7. And, and, and they may be upset about that as well. So uh, shout out to DK. Um, of course, you know, he, his his most famous fast moment is running down Buda Baker uh, after that <laughs> after that turnover in the in a football game. So um you know, I I was I was impressed, man. I was thoroughly impressed. So shout out to the bull, man. Um what else happened this week? Oh, and shout out to uh Skyview in the chat room back to the Tim Tebow conversation. Uh he said Tebow is is, is a Gainesville favorite. He'll make the squad of nothing more than selling tickets. Um, yeah, that that kind of sounds good, but like selling tickets to see what? To see Tim Tebow stand on the sideline because like tight end is such an important position in today's game. Like, are we are, are they really going to put Tim Tebow on the field as a tight end? Like, is he really going to get snaps as a tight end? So if you're a fan and you're that much of a Koloff that you're going to pay for a ticket just so you can sit in the stands and read the back of this dude's jersey while he's kneeling on the sideline, then then so be it. I, I really can't put it past people because we've talked about the, the, the Kolofying of the world for the, for the past 10 years on this show. So, so Skyview, you might have a point there. But I just can't see buying a ticket to to look at somebody stand on the sideline. So um, I feel you, though. People bought tickets to see the Wizards just to see if they can get a glimpse of Michael Jordan standing in the in the owner's box back when he was an executive with the team. And and I know that for a fact. So you, you might be you might be on to something, man. You definitely might be on to something. All right, so. Uh, on from from that NFL stuff, our stat yeah, when, of the week. I'm, I'm just just mm-hmm. real quick. When it comes mm-hmm. when it comes to that that Tebow thing, I, I lean on the same side as the track people that were offended by DK Metcalf. I'm offended <laughs> this dude took took seven years off and came back as a tight end and has never blocked a day in his life. I'm offended. <laughs> like, and I'm a Tebus I'm a Tebus supporter because I used to love how mad he would make black people, but I, I'm not cool with this man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come on, man. Yeah. Yo, TV, go. You got a TV gig, man. Go, go, be on TV, man. Come on, man. No doubt, no doubt. T Bow, Bow do whatever he do what he want though. Like I say, he if he want to be does. on TV, he can be on TV. If he want to go play baseball, they give him a uniform. He come back to football, he get a uniform. Like, yeah. like what NBA team he gonna try out for next year? And make it to the preseason. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. the dude—he—he's Forrest Gump. The dude lives his life and gets to do everything that he sets out to do. So, um, shout out to Tim Tebow. We'll see where this ends up going. All right, our stat of the week, man. Russell Westbrook has now surpassed Oscar Robertson for the number one spot on the all-time triple-double list with 100. And 82 triple-doubles. Again, not even just the average in the triple-double for, for a season because anybody, pundits, analysts, players. I got coaches, a lot of bars for this. 
all said that that would never be surpassed. And then the 181 by Oscar Robertson was also when they used to take these polls of accomplishments of feats that would never be broken. Most of Oscar Robertson's accomplishments were, were tops on that list. It was either averaging a triple double for the season. Russ has now done that four times because he's locked it up this season. Um, breaking Oscar Robertson's triple double record which Russell Westbrook just did. Wilt's 100-point game, where nobody has come close to it except for Kobe with his 81, and averaging 50 points for a season by Wilt Chamberlain. Those are the four. That's the list right right there. How impressive is this, man? I mean, I know we talk about it a lot. Russ does it so much that a lot of people are desensitized to it. They've dismissed it um, because it's not their favorite player doing it. It's easy now. I don't understand how it's easy because yeah. he's still the only person who's done it since 1962. <laughs> I, I, I get up, I, I get up on this show, man, and, and every now and again, we have a, a lightweight debate. I wouldn't even say that we all feel differently, but we we debate about competitive greatness. And Jimmy said something a few weeks ago, and it really dawned on me now. I I look at it wrong, man. Maybe you do, too. Maybe you, you do a little bit more debating with fans than I do. Maybe you look at it wrong, too, as well, Dev. Jimmy, you, you got it. Because sports is entertainment. It's no longer about competitiveness, man. People, fans don't appreciate competitive greatness. Fans appreciate whatever elicits an emotional response. They want to feel good, man. Russ and the things that Russ does, it, it, they don't feel good unless they're hating him because they can't relate to him. Kobe, Kobe went through the same thing to, a, to a, a lesser extent. I believe people can't relate to a dude that's that driven to be great at something. They just want to be entertained and feel good, man. So all the fans ever really do, and, and I'm sure he has some support. There's some folks out there that appreciate him, but there's far more haters than, than there should be. All they point to is the boneheaded plays. Cause Russ, I, I'll give them Russ makes some boneheaded plays. Russ can't shoot. Russ is not the guy I want with the ball in his hands at the end of the game, but come on, man. My man, my man is like 26, 13 and 15. I know I got his stats wrong, but it's something nutty. It's something <laughs> crazy like that. Like 26, Yo, it 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 it. Well, well it not for the season, but the that the thing that we were debating about the other day with 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 that one person, that that's what that stat was about. They were just saying over the last such and such amount of games, Russ was averaging like twenty six, sixteen, and yeah. fourteen, or yeah. something like so, that. So, so and wait, instead no, of people look, just look, saying, "Dad, that's, that's crazy it. for instead of extent, appreciating it. If we they, talk they, about they, they, listen, and, and, got and I'll be the first. He, I'll be the first to say this. when you talk about when you talk about Michael Jordan, I I believe, and and others can say different. I believe he's the only player I've ever seen with no weakness, no weakness, no flaws. But my favorite player, AI, had weaknesses, had flaws. But he, I'd be damned if he wasn't one of the greatest of all time. I say the same for Russ. Russ has weaknesses. Russ has flaws. But there's no one in the league today that can do what he does, man. 
And if you don't appreciate that, you're a hater, man. And, and, and competitiveness and winning isn't what you're about. You're about feeling good, and he don't make people feel good because of his attitude and the way that he – so they hate on him, man. It ain't about but, it ain't about but, winning. But then when you say when you sorry. say they're not about winning, they're gonna point out to you that Russell Westbrook hasn't won a championship. That's that's what winning means to the casual fan now. Like they make it sound so simple and so easy, like everybody can go out there and just win a championship. Dude, like it's it, that and, easy. And then the rebuttal the rebuttal to that is when he has a triple double the teams he is on, he has a 75.1% winning percentage. When he has... I mean, hold up, though. And when he has talent on his team, they used to live in the conference finals. They made a, he made a finals appearance with that team. He's been in the playoffs for, for most years after that. But you ain't got but no I get chip. He's not, he's, he's not a likable person, though. Like, And that's what it really boils down to. Barry Bonds is probably the greatest baseball player of all time, and he doesn't get his just due. And he's probably he's probably literally the goat, but he doesn't get his just due because he wasn't a likable person. So, it's well, like, but it, your it, point. It, that, but that, 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 that's kind of my point. You're, you're right. As likable and unlikable, though, because to a certain yeah, that, that's type of person, I'm what you be also, That's what I'm saying. Right. I'm, I'm co-signing what you're a, saying. Like, to you, a certain type of person, he's a lovable person, but to like like B. Austin was saying, and I guess that's where you're going with it, Jim, to the to the average human being who just can't fathom working that hard or being that dedicated to something, he's just not like him because he goes on the court though, and he's not your friend until, yeah, you know, that's, that's maybe not even Russell, after the Russell, game. Like, you got to catch Russell Russell's somewhat of an asshole, too, though. Russell's yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Too, Regular people can't understand asshole. assholes because certain people, especially in the sports realm, the ones that we consider assholes, they're assholes for a reason. They're assholes because they're so competitive, and that brings out the assholeness in them. <laughs> and I just yeah, think I, I just, that's I just something think that the average he comes across person a little can't bit different. refer to. Because like, Mike is an asshole, too, as was Kobe. I love assholes. <laughs> but that's yeah, what I'm saying. But, like, but that's a character, though, character trait to me that makes somebody lovable. To other people, they're like, yeah, but it, nah, to me, I can't deal with that. Yeah, but to me, it, it all depends. levels of assholeness because – People adore Mike, adore Kobe. People don't like Russ. People don't care about Russ. It's, it's different levels, like because they they were assholes, but they like they're assholes, but they also have egos where they have to tell you how great they are. Like Russ don't even care to tell you how great he is. Like Russ don't care about none of that. So he's like a different type of asshole. Like, <laughs> Russ don't even care about nobody or nothing. Like he plays ball and goes home. Like you know, Russ is not really on social media. Russ don't Russ plays ball and goes home, and, but he's not a likable person. Now I'm not saying I don't like him because I don't know him, but I'm just saying like from from all accounts, he's just not a likable person. And we live in a time of transparency too. We live in a time of transparency where you got your your everyday athlete who's showing you the the, the meals they cooking, the women they dating. You know what I'm saying? They they doing all these things, and Russ is like he don't care about that. He's a different person, so he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit in today's culture. They can't relate. And you know. You know, uh, but it's not even about relating. It's just, uh, to me, I guess it is partly not relating, but it's partly like, yo, just not a likable dude. Some people are just not likable. But oh, but the thing is, he doesn't care. And that's like when someone is not likable and they don't care that you don't like them, it's like, cool. Like, you know, you go over there. But he'll never get the uh, the adoration and the, and the accolades that he should because of his personality. But that's part of sports. Well, he's going he's gonna to be the kind, though, Jim. He's going to be one of them dudes that get – 
talked about like he was an alien 20, 30 years from now. The people that didn't see him oh, and they yeah. just see his numbers. Yeah. When, he's, when he's gone. You know. When he's gone. Yeah. When he, <laughs> definitely. Well, yeah, when, he, when he's going, when he's going, they're gonna give him his props. But at the end of the day, man, like you know, that that's that's what sports is. Be awesome. like sports. You know, historically speaking, that's what sports is is a distraction. So people want to be entertained. They want to be. They want to feel good and all that. They don't care about all that nonsense, man. And the thing is, when you have somebody that's not likable like that, he's the ultimate heel. But he doesn't even embrace being a heel. Some dudes will be like a bad guy and then he just ignore like you, like a Zach Randolph type guy. Yeah, <laughs> but some people are a heel and they'll they'll like embrace that, like 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 Zach Randolph, for instance. He was known as like a bully and he embraced it. Mm-hmm. Russ, like yo, I don't care what you think about me, good, bad, or indifferent, because I just don't care. LeBron tried to embrace heelism in 2010, 2011, and he realized it wasn't for Didn't him. Didn't work for him. He After went back the to the, to the to good side. It, he tried to embrace it. He was playing terribly. Uh, yeah, he, he's heel. Like, heelism is just not for him. <laughs> yeah, it's not who he is. Yeah. Yo, and it's like yeah. Russ is like the anti KD. But he I think that's originally he probably, he, he probably cared about me saying that. I think that's originally why people jumped off the Russ train. That's why people didn't like Russ because KD was such a popular figure. Um, now you know now K now half these people hate KD, so. <laughs> But it doesn't make them change their mind about Russ. They already know, they, you know, they already think what they think about him. But it is crazy, like when, especially when KD left there, then Russ just became this bad guy to everybody. Even though KD never said out of his own mouth that he left there because of Russ, everybody just took it how they wanted to take it, made the situation what they wanted to make it, and then started hating the ball. Yo, people are just weird, man. People are just weird. But speaking of Russ, um. <laughs> The NBA Players of the Week. Oh, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna move on if you ain't done. Oh, no. We can move on. Oh, no. I thought you was about to say something. All right. So the NBA Players of the Week is uh, Bojan Bogdanovic and Russell Westbrook. Um, for their perspective... Uh, conferences and for their prospective teams last week, Bojan Bogdanovic for the Utah Jazz averaged 29.3 points per game, 4.5 rebounds, um, shot 62.3% from the floor, and the Jazz, even without um, Donovan Mitchell, went 4-0 this past week. Shoot, I think they, they've done pretty well. They've done extremely well while missing uh, Donovan for, like, the last 13 games. So that makes Utah a bit of a scarier team because, you know, you rid them of their leading score for a while, and they keep that stranglehold on the number one seed, not only out west, but the number one seed in the league in general. So if they were, you know, if they kept this up throughout the playoffs, they'd have home court advantage all the way up to the NBA finals. So shout out to him. Um, Russell Westbrook, on the other hand, um, who – with the help from Bradley Beal has led this team straight up out of the the dirt from the, from the grave. He averaged 22.3 points, 18.3 assists, 17.3 rebounds as the Wizards went three and one last week. Um, Their last two games this particular week haven't been that great. They've gone down to the wire twice with the Atlanta Hawks and lost, uh, both games, but they're still in line to have that number 10 spot, which gets them into the play-in game. And I still think a healthy Washington Wizards team is somebody that 
those other three participants in the play-in tournament are not really trying to see. And, you know, as a fan of the first-place Philadelphia 76ers, that's a team that I'm really not trying to see either. Not that I think they would have a chance to beat the Sixers in the seven-game series, but, you, you know, you, you don't want your team as a number one seed to come into the first round and have to work that hard. And those are, you know, two hardworking dudes. They're not just going to go out easily. You know, even if you beat them in, in five, it's going to be a hard-fought five. And you just don't want anything to, to happen. You want your 1-8 matchup to be a little bit easier. So shout-out to Russ. Shout-out to Bojan <laughs> Bogdanovich uh, for being the NBA's Eastern and Western Conference Players of the Week. Now, our quote of the week, this is also from the NBA, and the quote is, 49 points in 29 minutes, though, that's unreal. Then we got guys hurting hamstrings trying to keep up. So y'all got to do some research on that. That is from Golden State Warriors guard Kent Bazemore, basically Koloff and his teammate, Steph Curry after his 49-point uh, performance uh, in a game last week. Now, Bradley Beal took exception to these comments because he was kind of taking a shot at Bradley Beal when he said, we got dudes hurting hamstrings trying to keep up because we know Bradley Beal on the same night scored 50 points and went out of the game with a injured hamstring and hasn't been back on the court since. So he called uh, Kent Bazemore lame for saying it, and he also told him what you don't realize is your man's admitted to watching the, the the scoreboard and went out after my game and scored the 49 after I scored 50, which is technically true um, because the Wizards game did come first that particular night. So what do y'all think about this? Do y'all think Kent Bazemore is out of line with these comments? And Brad, or do y'all think Brad Bill is being a little too sensitive because Kent Bazemore said he said it in jest? I mean, he's repping this guy. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, man. Leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. Do you think actually being injured is. in the midst of a playoff chase makes him a little bit more sensitive and dudes want to joke about it? Like, you know, he went out there putting in his all. Nah, nah, leave it alone, man. This, see, this is why this is why Russ carries himself the way he does, man. Be more like Russ. Don't get into this type of stuff. I mean, Russ will rumble you for other reasons, <laughs> but but it definitely ain't for something that you said. Um, and and Russ, you know Russ these guys are Russ, are battling Russ, it out for Russ. the for the um scoring title. Curry is averaging a league leading thirty one point nine points per game, and Beal's averaging thirty one point four points per game. So they did this on the same night. Um I just I just gotta put it out there that Russ is also a meme legend, so he's like Pee Wee Kirkland. He's a legend in two games. <laughs> Man said what? <laughs> what? He's <laughs> true. Um so let, let me let me give you exactly what Beale said in, in response to this. He said, You don't know why I go out there and play and it damn sure ain't for another man's approval. Uh, you're a straight lame. It's funny that you say that because your man's admittedly checked my numbers before the game, but I'm chasing. So that's, you know. And then he concluded his little Twitter rant with a uh, a, a, a gif of a clown. So he went all in on, on Kent Bazemore. 
<laughs> um, both of these teams, however, you know, fighting for a, a play-in tournament spot into my the playoffs. Comment, so. My last comment about that is I can't tell who's who. And I'll get that. <laughs> bars. Definitely bars. All right, so uh-huh. our last thing about the NBA uh, real quick. If anybody's forgotten that 2020 Hall of Fame class that was to be inducted last year but didn't because of the pandemic will be getting inducted this weekend. And, of course, that class is headlined by Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and um, Kevin Garnett. Shout out to everybody else who's, you know, going to be enshrined this weekend. But come on, y'all. Y'all know who the people are coming to see. Um, again, Michael Jordan will be inducting Kobe Bryant into the Hall of Fame, the late, great Kobe Bryant, and Vanessa Bryant will uh, give some remarks as well. So Saturday night is going to be another one of them nights where it's going to be a whole bunch of people staring at the ceiling um, because of this whole Kobe Bryant situation. But, yo, this this is a very talented Hall of Fame class, man. They're going to induct two this year, but they're going to do one this weekend, and then they're going to do the 2021 class um, later on in the lead, in the in the in the year. Um, what are y'all thoughts on this, man? What do y'all imagine Saturday night to be like? You know, with all three of those guys going in, but of course the hoopla that's going to be made, you know, with Co- surrounding Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan trying to fight back tears again, and Vanessa Bryant probably. Going to make everybody else fight back tears. <laughs> How do y'all imagine this to be? I <clears throat> interesting because I don't know whether this will be affected by, you know, like I mean, I guess everything is open at this point. Who am I kidding? Everything's open. It'll be back to normal. But I don't know, man. This is something I'm not looking forward to. Um, you know, right. salute to Garnett Duncan. You think Duncan is actually even going to show up? Like Duncan is like a little. He little will, rest, man. Like, what I'm at, what my question to follow up on what you just said is, he gonna show up in a suit? Like, what are he gonna have on? Yeah, that's. And if it is a suit, is, and if he does wear a suit, is it gonna be trash or is it gonna be tailored? You already know it's <laughs> definitely off the rack. <laughs> definitely off the rack. Off the big and tall rack, baggy and too long. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Timmy, man. Yeah. Shout it's definitely the off the rack. Timmy. My man going right to Men's Warehouse, but. With that being said, man, I, I, man, I, I don't, I can't deal with the Kobe stuff, y'all. I might, I might not watch it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the same. Like, how much more of this can can you take? Like, you usually watch this kind of stuff, you know, to laugh, to, you know, to be entertained, to see what people are gonna say in their speech. That's another thing, and we talked about this even last year. Like, we're getting cheated out of a Kobe Bryant. Hall of Fame speech because the pettiness of Michael Jordan and his speech is like you kind of wonder if Kobe was going to take it one step further or was he going to go in there and be, you know, wise Kobe and, and be giving out all of these fake deep gems to everybody with the Mamba mentality and all that. Like you kind of wonder what he was going to end up saying and it's like we're kind of going to get cheated out of that because we're never – going to get to hear, you know, Kobe Bryant do his, his Hall of Fame speech, man. You know, we wanted yeah. to know if he was going to mention me and Jimmy in it and, and what they did to us in the Contra Hawking tournament back in 95. Yeah. Um, you you I mean, kind of wanted to know, know, you know what I mean? I don't know. I 
don't know what would be. <laughs> what I don't he know did what to, would be the school back in '96. Like you don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what would have been the equality. Uh, um, and that was me um, and Tim, acting like Kevin Garnett saying the quick. Kevin Garnett. Um, if you know what I'm talking about, look up look up uh, Kevin Garnett and Larry Fisher. You know, you know. The equivalent. And, yeah. Anyway. Um, he gave Kevin Garnett his own show, and he couldn't even read. My man said the NFL equivalent. My man said the equivalent. It was it was worse than what you just said, man. It was worse than what you. Yo, just he's said. trying to read. He couldn't he read the equivalent. My man said. He tried to brush over it and just say something like he cried him out. Yeah, <laughs> like what? And it was it was funny because Larry Fitzgerald, who carries himself as somewhat of an intellectual, was staring that ball like I'm the football player. What's wrong with you, bro? But, <laughs> I'm uh, supposed to be the dumb jock. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm the wide receiver that takes shots to the to the head. Like, but what are you doing? But anyway, um, shot to KG. You know, KG going to draw. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> It'll be it'll be interesting, man. You know, but it's gonna be tough, bro. All right, man. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how that how that all plays out. Um. So before we talk about what uh happened this week, while y'all were on the grind, we're gonna go to the phone lines real quick. Uh, see what we got here. We got Tobias calling, calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? What's going on? You in the ballroom? Well, you you quick on the draw this week, there. How's it going, gentlemen? Pretty good. How are you? Roll down time for the records. All I got to say, and I got the quote of the week that you missed out on. Texas A and M coach Jimbo Fisher said I could speak. Shout out to Texas A and M booster meeting, booster club, whatever. And they asked him. So, when we think you will be like first beat Nick Saban, or he had to wait to retire. He said we'll beat his ass this year. They asked Nick Saban for comment. They asked him, Nick Saban said, they say, Jimbo Fisher beat your ass. What do you think? He's like, in golf? That's what Saban responded with. You know, he's not worried about that. We ain't worried about that. You don't you don't mess with the GOAT. Just let you know that right now. And they getting beat down. I will be at that game. But anyway. Right, hold, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick, Tobias, because we, um, we got word from, from Kevin Garnett on the line real quick. Hold up. Kinda like naming NFL for each NBA. <laughs> yeah, what did he say? <laughs> That's Yo. why they didn't sell the team to him. He said <laughs> NFL people. If you've never seen this before, like Jim was telling y'all earlier, he was trying to read the word equivalent, and he said something like equivalent. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna he let y'all hear that one more time. And and Jim. I don't know if you remember when he was reading the question because they they were spinning like a little wheel on his on his show. Oh, I remember. I he watched was, this once a week. He was last. reading it. You know how people read with their finger, like he was running finger. the finger yeah, down finger. the He's word. His finger across it. Yo, I've, I've seen I've seen a clip. I've seen a clip more times than I probably should have. I watch it once a week or less. Yo, boy, sex criminal. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Name he the said NFL, NFL criminal. NFL like, criminal. Yeah, the say equivalent. <laughs> hey, you All know, right, my best, like, man. We had to. God, I tell you, man, you want to do this, Fred? And Fred, like, hire me instead of Fred. That's all I got to say. He, At least I he, show he, up. He ain't going to the Hall of Fame for reading class. Hey, Fred, yeah, Fred, that. dude, man, gonna be. Fired. Hey, we just start calling Fred Kyrie Purdue. Cause he'll just disappear in a heartbeat and don't tell nobody <laughs> where he's going. Uh, <laughs> but Fred, Fred decided to stay home tonight and just figure out what the meaning of life is instead of. 
doing his segment. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but that was how the NFL. A couple of things. I late. I was going to talk about this last week. The media, y'all right. The media drives the narrative. I'm not saying, and I'm, I'm not saying that Mac Jones gonna be a good player. I don't, I don't know if he's gonna be good. But you know, when he got drafted, they kept showing what he could do. But when Trey Lance got drafted, they showed the same three highlights, like he was a second round international basketball player. Where they showed that granny pushing him doing an inbound pass, a free throw, and a layup line. And say, hey, this black guy's going to be great. It seems like you guys are right. Like, they try to draw narratives that are saying, hey, let's see what happens with these guys when they get in these camps. Because we don't know if any of these guys are going to be good. Now, I would have taken Justin Fields over Mac Jones. I'm a Bama fan. But it just, it just tripped me out how, like, they would drive a narrative. They'll, they'll talk about what one guy can't do, but we'll talk about what the other guy can do. And it just, well, it just tripped me out how they, how they pick and choose how they do that. But yet, they don't talk about Zach, Zach Wilson, where he played at and all that stuff. It just, it's just yeah. funny how they draw these narratives on players. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know how it, how it goes. So uh, it doesn't yeah. surprise me anymore. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure by you bringing it up, you're not surprised by it. But, I mean, to me at this point, it is what it is because we know <laughs> that every year you're gonna get the same type of thing. So, yeah, and, uh, and y'all talking about the schedule. Y'all talking about the schedule. They killed. They caught the Bucks. Now you got these hot take media saying the Bucks are gonna go seventeen and zero. I'm like, come the hell on, people. <laughs> you know, Dude, that ain't talking. Every <laughs> team that wins the Super Bowl is supposed to come back and, and start a dynasty. You know, it's like. <clears throat> Seriously, when's the last time somebody won a Super Bowl and people didn't say they got a great chance of being even better or doing it again next year? Like I can't yeah. remember a time. I'm like, do they ever yeah. think like, ah, nah, this team, their window closed, they got it done, and you know they're gonna fall off? Like, when's the last time we heard that? It's Maybe a little bit with the Patriots because they just kept doing it, you know, and they kept winning. So you may have heard a little bit with that, but I think that was more wishful thinking, people hoping that they would eventually fall off. But the, the, I, I, the like, Eagles were supposed to do it again the next year. You know, they were almost yep. trash. They made it back to the playoffs, but, yeah. The Seahawks would have done it if they ran the ball. Uh, they would have done it. Uh, yeah, but pretty much. The, the, the Patriots went 10 years without a Super Bowl. I think the hot take media forgets that. The hot take media <laughs> thinks it's easy to win. I saw. I heard yeah. it on a podcast. I looked up. It was true on this one. From age twenty-four to twenty-nine, Dan Marino with Don Shula as the coach didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> it is hard, people. After going and, uh, to the Super Bowl in his first season. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like and y'all were talking about white privilege. I mean, Tebow. Uh, he was he was overrated in college. My favorite memory of Tebow, he was crying on the field when Alabama bust his ass 32 to 13 on national TV. He out there crying, but uh, crying and hollering out there like his mama beat him with a switch. But here's the problem, right? He was Maybe overrated as what in college, though? As his yeah, great well, I, I didn't see him overrated. Like, come on, it, you got to be real with yourself. Tim Tebow hey, is one of the greatest college favorite players Put it like this. that we've ever seen. He was just, you know, in college, you can get away with being what he was. You can't get away with that in the NFL. Uh, like, quarterback in a whole Meyer different game. If Urban Meyer had to do all over again, 
if everybody had Joe all over again, he probably would have started Cam Newton over Tebow. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. He won't tell you that. But uh, but why would he college. do that? But why would he Cam do that? Newton was better. But if you had to do it all, like, did they not win with Tebow? And did Bull not, like, so the refs screwed us at one time against the refs screwed us at one time they beat Alabama. But anyway, Dude, we are not talking about <laughs> Alabama right now. That's that's his beat. Hey, talking about Alabama. Give, give me a give me a couple of weeks for be off. That'd be for be off. But the problem with him is he should, he kind of reminds me of Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill like Tebow less than agree with this one. Why the hell didn't Tebow change position when he was still young and give it a shot? Because, because he, he didn't want to. His pride, he, his pride told him he could make it as a quarterback. And he couldn't do pride. it. And, and here what people are missing also. He has a pretty sweet gig being an analyst on the SEC network. He's getting paid a grip for doing that work. He He'll wants get it right to be in the spotlight. Like <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. He wants to be the spotlight. People keep talking about how great a guy he is. What has he done that shown he's a great guy right now? Because right now, because it would be impossible to make the team. But his ego is saying it's, it's like he cannot be away from a team. The guy needs to go to Arkham Asylum and holler at, you know, holler at one of those doctors there. Shout out to Batman. So does it, make you not a, does it make you not a great guy to want to live out your dreams, man? Did we say Forrest Gump was a it. piece of trash? He, <laughs> he didn't lived live it. it. It just didn't work he out. He didn't live it. You got you to gotta try again. Different position. Oh, God. I mean, he's going to get close. Hey, Dev, be off the gym. They didn't play this song when Tebow hit the field. So just try again. Play a Leah song. Try again. <laughs> that way they need to play on the field. Because I'm telling you, he's probably going to try to sign <laughs> up with SpaceX. He's probably play the English Premier League next year. I don't know. but He might. The if problem, not the NBA. Yeah, oh Lord. Hey, we already know Utah's looking for a white savior, but uh, <laughs> or, or he might be in the backcourt with um with J Cole in Rwanda next year. You never know. <laughs> no. Hey, we'll see how much you he like helping little black kids. We'll see how much he like helping little black kids in Africa. There, usually it's cool when you show for the photo op when you live there. We'll see what happens. But 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 Christ, man. Hey, yeah, what, hey, yeah, uh, whatever with that one. But uh, but with him, right, it's the fact that you've been gone all these years. Never played the position. Now you open up to it because you got no more options. And it, it might take away someone's spot, but we got to be honest with this one. People may say this guy's spot here. There's a lot of guys who start off on special teams, a third, fourth string guy, practice squad guy and earn a good living in the league. We've seen it happen all the time over the years. Uh, look at Shaq Barrett in Tampa. Dude was undrafted, even though he took a pay cut to resign, but he still became a Pro Bowl player, got a nice contract. It happened. But, but Tobias, and, that's the question I have for people, though, the, the people that keep saying, oh, he'll, he'll make the team because, you know, he's Urban Meyer's son. He well, that's it. another thing. Is he – is he prepared to, you know, to be a gunner on the kickoff team? Yep. Is he prepared to be a special teams dude? Is Urban Meyer prepared to put him on special teams? Because you know he's not going to get a lot of snaps at tight end. So, like, are y'all, if y'all are really going to do this, are you prepared to have this dude? Because that's the only way he's going to see the field. If he's running off there tackling people on the kickoff. 
Shannon Sharp shared a story like how he came in the league. He had to be a special teams guy first just to get his get some reps, just to be on the team because he was a seven-round guy of HBCU. And that's how he got in. And that's what people don't understand, a lot of those guys. They start off on special teams. That's one reason Michael Sam didn't make it. Cause he wasn't even athletic enough to play special teams, <laughs> you know. That's how you get in. He wasn't athletic enough to get drafted, but we know why he did. So You, know. you ain't lying about that one, because he, he was co-SEC defense player here with C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley's been, been hurt a lot, but you see what type of player he is compared to that. But Kaepernick, to be honest, in my opinion, people got to let that go. I don't think he wants to play. And I'm, I'm tired of him begging him. How you going to sue the guy, talk bad about him, but then you want to work for him? How is, why does that make sense after a while? And he doesn't even speak for himself. After a while, I'm not saying you got to be a talker every five minutes, every day. But, damn it, can you at least take control of your own narrative? And stop letting your woman speak for you all the time, letting all these other people speak (laughs) for you. Talk for yourself. And my thing is, after all these years, it's over. Now, I understand people may ask that question when Blake Bortles got another backup gig or the Bucks resigned Blaine Gabbert, you know, you may think that, but after so many years, hey, it's over. And, uh, and he was right about what he stood up for. But I just wish that he would have took taken control of his own narrative and uh, not let people run with it, not let everybody speak for him all the time. Because hey, that's, yeah, that's he what we've been talking about for the last four years. Like we really have no damn clue what Kaepernick thinks or where Kaepernick wants to do. All we know is, you know, his homie. Down in you know that was down in Carolina is angry. Eric Reed. <laughs> we know that his chick will come at anybody on social media who says anything that she deems is crazy about Tebow, or if they she think they're going against the calls, even if they're doing something good. Like we we really don't get to hear from him. I mean, until he had the little tryout yeah. thing, but that was such a, a a circus. Like we don't even know if that was serious. So yeah, we really don't know. But everybody who yeah. gets into the league, every quarterback that gets called up, everybody who signs a backup quarterback, like for how many more years do we have to hear? <laughs> you got a job before Cap? Hey. Cap better than him. Hey, you ain't lying. And I'll say this before I run. I know you guys talked about Russell Westbrook. If you notice, like the he's not. Three people say it's overrated. He's not an analytic darling. He, the analytic boys don't like him. They don't like Kobe. They don't like Isaiah Thomas. They don't like Melo. They say all these guys are overrated because they don't fit the analytic narrative, even though all these guys could drop buckets. <laughs> you know? You know and, what's uh, crazy, though? We went from just crazy stat people to crazy analytics people. Mm-hmm. Like, some people be like, what's the difference? There, There is a difference. I mean, analytics are – statistical in nature, but it's different from the people who just used to hang on numbers. The analytics people have come in and taken numbers. You know, they've, they've dug so deep within numbers that they can find you a guy who puts up monster numbers and still say he a bum because his numbers don't come in a certain way. Isaiah Thomas. What, what a time to be alive. Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I hate Isaiah Thomas. I hate Zeke, right? If I saw his call, <laughs> hey, if 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 he was wearing red, I would drop him in a crypt neighborhood on purpose and speed no. off. Uh, <laughs> I feel about him, but <laughs> but I still believe he's the second best point guard ever. He may not put up these gaudy numbers, but I know this guy. 
25 points in a quarter on a bum ankle. This guy was one of the best players ever. He may not have jacked up a bunch of threes or been an analytics darling, but he was awesome. Like Kobe. Kobe was awesome. You can't tell him because it's funny. The analytics guys say Kobe overrated. The players think Kobe's better than LeBron, if you ask them. <laughs> you know, that's the funny part about it. How about we ask the players who we think is great instead of guys who never dribbled a ball at, at your local L.A. fitness gym? Let's ask them who's good because they know who's good. They go against them every day. But we got guys on the computer saying just because you stay in the corner and hit a corner three like Robin Lopez, that's probably more valuable than when Robin Lopez was putting up 20 and 10 every night years ago. So somehow him staying in the corner shooting the three is more valuable. I'm lost <laughs> on that one. Analytically, Danny Green is better than Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I know, I know you guys got to run. And remember, guys, y'all better win. Your Philly better make it to the finals because we're going to hear about this whole breakup being an unbeat again, even though oh, yeah. they, they like unbeatable together. But anyway, you guys have a good mm. one, man. And roll time, be all right. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Yeah, and Skyview again said, I'm telling y'all, Tebow is Gainesville slash Jacksonville royalty. He's going to make that team. I don't know, man. I just think this is the NFL, and I don't think, especially a coach who doesn't have that much NFL experience, he ain't going to – I just don't think he's going to forge his the little bit of a NFL reputation he's going to have on letting his homie come in because he's popular in the area. I said, we've seen stories like this before, maybe not to a a Tebow extent, but we've seen people get invited to camp because they're a a hometown favorite, a local hero or something like that. And, you know, those dudes don't always make the team, but we'll see, you know, he he might. But but the thing is, whether he goes there and, and shocks people and deserves to make the roster or not, the narrative is already written that it's going to be a favor. From you know because he's royalty and because he's that close to, to to Urban Meyer, so the narrative is written no matter how it plays out. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Hey Jim, man, let everybody know what happened this week while they were on the Grizzly. Yes, sir. And while you were on the Grizzly, if you haven't heard before, that means you haven't been listening. So you know, go body yourself. But it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. <laughs> So if you or your business need a custom website, if you or your business need a custom website, here's what you got to do. Hit up Digital Extreme Technology. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Say, yo, I heard it in the war room, and get yourself a discount. But it's time to talk yeah. about what happened while you were on the business. Naive. All right, so uh, first story. Forbes 10 highest paid athletes in the world has been released. Um According to Floyd, is trash. Floyd said he'd been a billionaire four years four years ago, so this whole list is trash. But that's not what Forbes said. <laughs> well, you know, when they do the, the list, they're just talking about who made the most money over the past year. And this list is from May 1st, um, 2020 to May 1st, 2021, which is also crazy because, well, I guess a lot of these dudes are still getting their bread regardless, but – we faced a pandemic throughout that whole time. So why these dudes still getting this kind of money? Um, you got the list or you want me to read it, Jim? Well, you got it. All right. So coming in at number one, making $180 million in the past year is Conor McGregor um, of MMA f- uh, fame. This ball, uh, 
They said, you know, Dustin Poirier knocked him out in McGregor's first UFC fight since January 2020, but he collected an estimated $22 million <laughs> for his time getting his ass whooped that night. So um, <laughs> he supposedly made $180 million, you know, within his sport endorsements and everything else over the past year. Number two, uh, Lionel Messi. B know a lot about this at $130 million. Knowing him, most of that was probably salary. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, they said on the field he made $97 million. On the, on the, in the ring, Conor McGregor in the octagon, he only made $22 million of that one fight that we just said. So out of, outside of the octagon, he made $158 million last year. Messi, on the other hand, made 97 on the field and 33 million off the field. Coming in at number three, Cristiano Ronaldo at 120 million dollars, 70 of which was on the field, 50 million off the field. Number four, Dak Prescott, B. Austin's favorite quarterback, who made 97.5 million dollars on the field between his old, you know, between his uh, salary from last year and his new contract and signing bonuses and, and upfront money and all of that. And he made $10 million off the field. Uh, coming in at number five was B. Austin's favorite basketball player, LeBron James at $96.5 million, 31.5 of which was made on the fee- on the court and 65 million. He made off the court. Uh, number six, Neymar. 95 million, he made 76 of that on the field. Number seven, Roger Federer, tennis player, 90 million dollars altogether. Um, <laughs> yo, they said he made 0. 0.03 million on the court. He made all 90 million of his dollars off of the court last year because he was out of commission with a knee injury. Yo, he's number seven on the Forbes list and didn't play. Come on, yo. At number eight, Lewis Hamilton, Formula One racer. He made $82 million last year, $70 million of that um, behind the wheel. Tom Brady at number nine with $76 million. He made $45 million on the field, $31 million off. And at number 10, bringing it home, Kevin Durant at $75 million. Uh, he made $31 million of that on the court. Well, he wasn't on the court. But, you know, basketball is a guaranteed contract sport, and he made $44 million uh, off the court. Yo, why do athletes get paid so much these days, man? <laughs> it's a lot of money in these games of amusement. A lot of money. Yeah, they generate a lot of bread. So they still, like we always talk about, they're still underpaid, for real, for real, for what they generate. This is crazy. Hey, man, it shows you where the world is, man. People need an escape so bad that they're willing to pay for those escapes, and people that perform for them are getting compensated. James, your man Conor McGregor made almost $200 million to get his ass kicked last year. Last year. <laughs> Floyd still said he made more than all of them, but, you know, that's either here or there. Floyd, Floyd said he made Floyd, $50 million already Floyd's no year. longer an athlete, so he can't be on his list. So tell Floyd he ain't got to comment every time he's listening. I mean, because exhibition I mean he, do, he, do got, he do got a fight coming up. Exhibition, exhibition fighter, but you're exhibition, so you're not counted as a professional athlete. Think about it. He'll make it on the entertainer's <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably yeah, he'll find a list to be on. He'll qualify for something. But 
You can't stop being Both a professional athlete, Both fight exhibition matches, and then cry when they don't put you on the list of highest paid professional athletes. So, Both we know you get in there any year you made 50 this year. I also think Floyd be lying about how much he get from these exhibitions, but that's just me. <laughs> like, because he's at a point, like, you know, who ain't going to believe me? You know, I, I've made a Pretty ton much. of money off everything else, so. It's like Ocho Cinco. He's like, you know, I wear these cubic zirconia earrings, but I'm rich, so <laughs> it don't matter. All right, so, so what else happened, man, besides all these dudes getting all this bread that I need to find a way to yeah, get a Yankee, piece of? The Yankees third base coach, uh, Phil Nevin, tests positive for COVID-19 That's after being fully vaccinated. <laughs> it's being called a breakthrough case. What do you think about that? I, I don't I don't understand why they're making a big deal out of it because this shows me again me how people like don't right this shows you kind of how people don't under they still don't understand this stuff because I I've yet to hear or read anything that says being vaccinated is going to 100% protect you from you know being able to contract COVID. You know, because as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, well, up until today, I kind of heard something different. But up until today, I was hearing that vaccinated people should only not wear masks around other vaccinated people. So the fact that they said that in the first place should tell you without you even having to, you know, see it in bold letters or hear it with your own ears should tell you that there's still a risk out there. Um so I, I don't, you know, seem like they're making a big deal out of nothing. If he's around people who aren't vaccinated and got COVID, he can still get COVID. The point of the vaccination is once you get it, it'll help you from <laughs> from dying, you know, if you happen to get that, that strain. So I don't understand why it's like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I mean, people are just like, you know, these anti-vaxxers, just, just go too far, man. Yeah, I mean, because you know they they want to they they want to hit you with the told you so like, but y'all told us that it was nothing altogether, so that ain't even all in line with what y'all trying to alternative say. Alternative facts, whatever fits right. in your echo right. chamber. Alternative facts, fake news, all that. All right, man. So your man J Cole, Jermaine Cole, is to play for a Wandan team in basketball Africa. Um, yeah. He also has an album dropping tomorrow, so it sounds like a rollout. But go ahead. <laughs> Definitely sound like a rollout, and he also had a freestyle that a lot of people are trashing. Said it, <laughs> said it was very like an uneventful freestyle that he dropped yesterday. Um, but yeah, they said he's back, in, he's back, uh, he's back to being boring. J- Jermaine Cole, boring Jermaine. Yeah, I mean he's been boring. But go ahead, though. He he's in Rwanda right now, quarantining. Um, before the start of the season of the the twelve team league, um, he's thirty six years old. I mean, we know he he played. Uh, high school ball. He was a walk-on at St. John's, but never actually played a Division One game. They claim he decided to concentrate on his music before playing a game. I mean, that you know what that means like, you were never gonna uh, play. You what, had to turn your what focus. What I've seen, what I what I've seen of his game, and I've seen him play in some celeb games and some pickup games. He's better than your average cat you're gonna see at the park. Like he gets picked up. Close to first. Yeah, no, like he can, uh, yeah. He can I'm play, not saying he can't play. I'm just saying, you know, professional, like I professional. Can hoop, but uh, you know, I ain't play a game for St. John's either. But yeah, 
Put it like this, though. So rank, ranking, levels rankings, and, and and rating football. I have yet to see an entertainer that can do anything with Dave East. He ain't on Dave East level. Um, <laughs> he crazy. He crazy. Uh, nice. Jules could do it. Jules was the the, the best rapper turned ball player, man. <laughs> Jules had game, man. Jules, Jules had game. Yeah, man, Captain Bill Tennessee's get found with a maggot's bead. Yeah. Jules was, was, uh, he was, he was NBA MVP one year. So, you know. That's right. Yeah, don't I no ain't, no, I ain't talking about. He's an exception. I mean, and you should do it. He's found with a maggot's bead. I mean, what's up, Doc? Can we rock? I mean. We're not counting. We're not counting basketball players that rap. And he did do real lines today. Kill Rashawn O'Neal got platinum albums, man. He got songs with Pop, Big, and Nas and Jay. What you talking about, man? Any a cop. <laughs> Any on a pizza shop. Any got yo, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal has he got pregnancy his own birth test control. with his photo on it. He has pregnancy yeah, test, yo. Too. Shaquille O'Neal pregnancy yo. test. Yo, he'll sell anything. <laughs> yo, when he Shaquille dies, yo, when he dies, he's he, like the Jadakiss. He lived his best. He lived his he's best life. He's like the Jadakiss of endorsement. He did it all. You know how Jadakiss will rap with anybody to get a bag. Shaquille O'Neal yeah. will do an endorsement with well, anybody. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question, B. Austin. Who who's lived a, a, a more fulfilling life, him or Snoop Dogg? Because I'm of the opinion that Tim Tebow is the most amazing life ever. <laughs> or Tim Tebow or Forrest Gump. No, it's not even <laughs> Yo, Snoop Dogg. One of the four of them. Yo, Snoop Dogg. Was, yo, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. I give you, yo, he was I'll a give you this. Artist. That's a great he, question. Yo, he was a Rastafarian for like two years. I think Snoop Dogg is the Dogg most successful one-hit wonder. One-hit album, not one-hit, but one-hit album Snoop, wonder. The most successful Snoop of all Dogg time. Snoop got regular white people. Oh, no. Snoop got, he, he got some of the slaps outside of the album. He's a member of the Insane Crip Gang. Oh, he got slapped. Like they don't even, they don't even realize. Like, yo, this dude is a gangbanger. They cool. Listen, like, Snoop, yeah. hold up, Snoop, Snoop. No one, I, I, he he got Shaq beat, bro. Like, he he was a gang member. He was on trial for murder. He was a Rastafarian for two years and changed his name to Snoop Lion. He's also been the head of a, like a, a pee wee football league that he's been like rewarded for. My man did a he TV preaches, show with Marcus He preaches Stewart. in church. He, he's a football league. Like hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. He had a TV show. He made a gospel album, though. Oh, he, man, he, he got a gospel, gospel. He has a gospel album. He yeah. pimped. Listen, he got a TV, TV show with Martha Stewart. He's also been a pimp. Like, you oh, know, he was hanging yeah. with pimps and been a pimp. Like, no one has done more than Snoop, bro. Like, no one. He got he got hit songs with Pharrell, hit songs with Dre. Like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yeah. Who, who got yeah. that beat? He got, yeah, he got Shaq beat. You might have Shaq. Yo, how you been on how you been on trial for murder and got a TV show with Martha Stewart though? Yo, his how you Shaq is like a kid. A, Shaq's like a, a kid though. Album? Like anything he thinks of, he just goes and buys it or doesn't. Let me see. Yo, you know right now his new thing right now is Snoop is a traveling DJ now. So is Shaq. Anyway, my <laughs> This is true, Shaq is too. Shaq, Shaq is EDM too. DJ. Yo, point, Trash at it, bro. Yo, yo, yeah. Yeah, he definitely is terrible. But, yo, that's my point. Like, I think he might be the only person that, that got Shaq beat, bro. He done it all. 
Anyway, that has nothing to do with Snoopy cooking with ex-felons. Yeah. Snoopy too much, bro. Like, he, he, oh, he called, what he saw, called a chick when um, she disrespected Kobe? A, a funky um, dog head. A like, funky dog head. <laughs> funky dog head. Yo, yo. Yo, it sounded real, real disrespectful. Funky dog head yet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man, I have no idea. And he said it all while looking like he was living shot. his best life. They 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 made him realize why he had to apologize because Snoop got a lot to lose right now, so he had to apologize. I mean, Snoop doing yeah. bad commercials for Corona, but probably getting a, a bag for. Yo, I forgot about Snoop his Corona commercials. Terrible. Like, yo, <laughs> Snoop Dogg. And you know what? The crazy part about it is, Snoop Dogg might be the most popular rapper of all time. Like, people know who yeah. Snoop Dogg is who are ninety, and people know who Snoop Dogg is who are three. And I was listening to Doggy Style yesterday. They they went hard on that album, man. That, Most people don't even know. That's, don't that's even still top five. Top, that's, top, that's top five to seven hip hop albums for me. For me, I mean, I know that's my opinion, but yeah, I'm about to say that's definitely your opinion. But you, but you, but Jim, you also you were also there to know why though. You know what what kind of role that played yeah. at a, as a timestamp. You know. <laughs> yeah, when when Snoop and Minister BBD. Society Yo, was out, <laughs> based on based on uh, based Hitchy on our uh, brother Dev's mm-hmm. music taste, I can't understand how you never partook of the stickiest of icky. Just based on our, <laughs> based on <laughs> because, the artist, because all my favorite musicians enjoy. were like sticky icky connoisseurs. No, it it is easy to understand. Like any type of smoke gives me headaches. Always has. So oh, okay. when y'all okay. are feeling okay. good, I'm I'm in pain. Like it, it hurts. So I'm like I'm not gonna just hey, do it. Awesome. I'm out there like that head means, pounding. Like that means yeah, that means when Dev smoked, he was smoking that trash. That's what that means. <laughs> no, no. Dev had all Reggie packs. <laughs> he no, smoked yeah, all, all Reggie, no gas. But it's any, but it's any smoke though. Like seriously, I could be around any type of smoke. It could be that. It could be cigarette smoke. It could be somebody burning something on the on the on the stove. Any type of smoke immediately makes my my head hurt. So yeah, I, I, I yeah. couldn't I couldn't be addicted to certain things because it was too painful. <laughs> yeah, I be a nicotine while addict. one of our brothers was trying out for Cheech and Chunk. <laughs> And by the Definitely way, I'm, I'm just gonna clear this up. It wasn't it wasn't me. But it was a man. But it was it was a principal owner of, of, of War Room Sports. <laughs> <laughs> what I, what, I, what I'm gonna say is this because I ain't gonna snitch. I'm gonna move on, man. Yo, a uh, former Hawaii quarterback Colt Brenner has died at the age of 37. Damn, get that from the door. No, he, I remember he, Colt. He he ingested something that was laced with fentanyl. Colt, Colt Brennan was he was a little he was a bit of an addict and he supposedly had, hours earlier had tried to check into a rehab but they didn't have a bed for him so they turned wow. him away. So I remember Colt Brennan. He was up. He got to. He was killing for Hawaii. He put Hawaii football on the map. I mean they fell off the on map. The ever map since he then, was but, up. Yeah, boy had like three four thousand yard seasons in college when that was unheard of and one of them was a five thousand yard season. So he was like, yeah, he air Brennan out this piece. Like they were killing college football at the time. Um, 
didn't really make it into the league like that. He got drafted by the by he got drafted by Washington as a matter of fact. Um yeah. he was injured yeah, he throughout his, his rookie year and then released and he never made it back to the league after that. But yeah, the story his pop is going with is he tried to check into rehab hours before and was turned away because they didn't have any beds and then he was with some people in a hotel room and ingested something or smoked something that was laced with fentanyl and that was all she wrote. So um shout out to him. Um it's a shame. Damn, rest in peace to, to the Colts. Forty five. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Yo. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. Come on, cuz. Six, six, six shooter. <laughs> Yo, man, um the bang, last bang, thing bang. that happened while you were on the grid like Naomi Osaka is to open the youth sports um academy in LA and in Haiti. Salute to her, the greatest tennis player. No, oh, my bad. Of the past six months, no doubt. <laughs> the greatest tennis player of the past six months. I don't know if y'all Yo, heard that, but Jimmy gave a shout-out to Dr. Umar. And if y'all don't know why, check out his latest interview with The Breakfast Club, and you'll see what he has to do with uh, Naomi Osaka. But, no, shout-out to her for doing big things. <laughs> Dr. Umar don't get in a She's in, she's in touch with her African He drops classic albums up there. Yeah. I mean, she's she's been taking heat from the, the Dr. Umar type, the, the Hotep um, community, because she's going to be representing um, Japan in the Olympics this year, um, where her mom is from, instead of Haiti, where her dad is from. I, you know, I don't even know if Haiti has a tennis team, but, you know, you let people complain. They don't. They well, Umar said it don't, don't matter if they got one. They told Umar they don't got a tennis He said it don't matter. She, she can beat everybody. That was the response to that. It don't matter. Yo. Like, don't people don't even know the rules to the Olympics and qualifying for the Olympics and having Olympic teams, but they will criticize you regardless. <laughs> Haiti don't have a team. Well, I'm a keep, they got her. I'm going nice. to keep it a, I'm I'm a, I'm a, keep it a like, bow wow. Keep it a bow wow. Uh, listen, man. She's all right. She's all right with us, man. She she she, she chooses to go in the right direction. She's yeah, not she bleaching. does a lot. She does a lot for her people she's on not both reaching. sides of the, of the draw. Not even just both sides. She's I mean, not bleaching. Her, she's not Haitians, Haitians uh, Japanese, and just black people in America. She she she's she's gotten behind a lot of causes, man. I mean, they were trying to tell him that. When, when he was on the show killing her, but he wasn't trying to hear that just because she was playing for Japan in the Olympics. So nothing else, nothing else she does Listen, matters man. because she's playing for Japan in the Olympics, man. Yo, I Yo, would have to, to, I would have to correct the good brother because at least she's focused on keeping the nuclear black family uh, intact and going in the right direction. I, I don't know whether she's the boy. I mean, even though her dude, yet. you know, look like an SP, but. I mean, she she ain't pulling a Serena on us, so you know yeah. SP better yeah. than a. You know. <laughs> I ain't gonna say that. Well, you know but. what? He ain't really SP though. He he really got he's suburban skateboard boy. But I mean, I guess to Austin's point, um, I you know I wasn't trying to bring Serena in there because right now, so, no mind. I'm gonna chill. Let me chill. Um, yeah, salute to uh, Naomi. Dark skin Serena or light skin Serena? Sammy yeah, looking like Sammy, so looking like a, a cross between Sammy Sosa and a lion. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Let's get up out of here because the Sixers about to try to clinch this number one seed in Miami, man. 
Get me off the air before I air her out. Yeah. Yo, Ben, um, what happened on this date in sports history? Yeah, man. This date in sports history, um, of course, brought to you by Sports the Book. S-P-O-R-T-S. Smart people only read the sports. Greatest sports book ever written, written by War Room Sports Zone, Jimmy the Blueprint. Pick up your copy at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Either way, just pick up your damn copy. All right, this date in sports history. May 13, 1955, New York Yankees slugger Mickey Mantle hits three consecutive home runs of at least 463 feet. That's kind of crazy for back in the day because, you know, they didn't have the same kind of bat technology that these dudes are using now. And these dudes probably was actually just going up the bat with sticks <laughs> and hitting the ball almost 500 feet. So, um, <laughs> Regular wood. Shout, oh. shout, shout out to Mickey Mantle and his Louisville slugger. Pause that just in case um, for, for this, <laughs> this historical moment, man, this date in sports history. Let's get up out of here, man. Yes, sir. Well, it's time for us to get out of here, man. But thank you, brothers, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody, everybody, those in chat, those that called, those we couldn't get to. Shout out to Fred for, like, not showing up. Shout out to everybody, though, man. Check us out here live next week, or you can always catch everything we do on demand. That's at the hub. What is the hub, you ask? That's warroomsports.com. That's where you can buy merch. You can get sports the book. You can get all of our social media. You can get all of our media in general, webcasts, podcasts, everything. Find out sports, com. But remember, remember, as we always say, do not accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorant. We'll see you chumps on top.
www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.